Tyler, we've both seen the latest future of work report, uh, which is extremely interesting. And of course, it talks about uh, issues pertaining to a lot of locations around the world. And uh, it's very interesting to think about these issues in the context of the differences in the United States. Uh, for example, uh, it seems to me that in the last year and a half during the pandemic, virtually every issue has taken a back seat to two issues. Uh, first of all, COVID, and secondly, uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement has come a great focus uh, in companies on diversity and inclusion. Of course, in the United States, unlike in many other locations, we do not have works councils and we don't have many unionized workforces and we don't necessarily have any employee representation on corporate boards. So there is less of a way for uh, employee activism to take root and for employee voices to be heard. What do you think? Completely. And I think the first time that really employee activism came about was probably back 2017 or so when the Me Too movement started. I think that that was the first time that employees really came together, even though there are no unionized workforces or very few unionized workforces in the United States. And employees got a voice for the first time, banded together. And I think you're seeing a lot of that same voice, activism, and attempts to organize together within the employee workforce for around these racial issues. And I think one of the most interesting things looking at the future of work and trying to predict the future of work is really trying to predict what ESG items are going to be critical and important to a workforce and to society. It's very, very difficult because no one could have predicted the George Floyd incident. No one could have predicted COVID-19. And those are the two things that we're really talking about with our clients and are the most pressing issues. And those are things that really couldn't have been predicted in any sort of meaningful way a few years ago. So it also seems to me that employee activism, to the extent that we've, we're seeing much of it, is inspired in many cases by demands of clients and uh, corporations that feel that they have to act, um, they have to respond to their investors, their shareholders, and those, the, the clients, the shareholders, investors are asking for a more accountability in terms of providing uh, equality and opportunity for everybody in the workforce and having a broader complement of employees represented across all areas of a workforce. Completely. And in terms of the future and, and sort of predicting where the future of work might go, I think that in the, the E has really gotten gone by the wayside a little bit when it comes to the ESG issues. And I think that from action that we're seeing from the SEC and different regular regulatory bodies and from investors, I think that there is going to be a big push over the next year or so when it comes to climate change initiatives and investors, regulators, and employees demanding that more employers do something in response to the climate change initiative. Again, 
with the caveat that sort of predicting where ESG might go really is impacted and dictated a lot of times by outside societal issues that we can't always predict. So as we look at the future of work and what we expect for the next year, what do you see? What do you think? I think, like I said, environment will be big. And I think when it comes to the diversity and inclusion, the reality of what happened over the last year is that there was a lot of pressure on employers to take different measures when it comes to diversity and inclusion. And I think a lot of employers threw a lot of things at the wall trying to do something in, to, in the immediate aftermath. And I think this year will really give employers a chance to sit back and look and say, what worked, what didn't, what potentially polarized my workforce when I took this action. So I think that a lot of employers will be focused in on honing in and trying to figure out how do we move forward on the diversity and inclusion matter um, now that sort of this immediate reaction is over and how can we make long-term change in the workforce that really for the future creates the diversity and inclusion that we're looking for on a long-term basis. It seems to me that uh, in the United States, one factor that's had a great effect and will continue to have an enormous effect on environment and on diversity inclusion and probably many other subjects is that we've had a recent change of administration politically. So President Biden's administration is focusing on uh, climate change to a huge extent and is also focused on diversity and inclusion to a large extent as shown by even his own staff that he has created. Exactly, and I think another area is the gender pay gap. I think we're expecting to see more disclosures and authorizations required from employers when it comes to, in the US, a lot of, in, in a lot of different areas and a lot of different industries, it's been a bit of a black box in understanding what compensation structures look like in different companies. And it's expected that this administration will attempt to make employers disclose more information when it comes to their compensation to figure out and to tackle the gender pay gap.